Welcome to the Finding Wellness Podcast. My name is Megan. I'm a wife, mom, and holistic wellness coach. I have a passion for helping women, particularly moms, prioritize themselves and their general well-being. Because when we take the time to take care of ourselves, everyone wins. My goal with this podcast is to finally help you figure out what works for you to support your overall well-being. And because health is so much more than the size of our body, no topic will be off limits. We're talking about relationships, mental health, even things like finances, because it all plays a role. Some opinions and research shared here might work for you, and some definitely won't. So I encourage you to stay curious, be open to experimenting a little, and take what serves you and leave what doesn't. Let's get to it. Hi, welcome back to the Finding Wellness podcast. My name is Megan. I'm your host, and as always, I am so excited to have you here. Whether this is your first episode tuning in or you've listened to all 100 plus episodes and you've been on this crazy ride, I cannot tell you how much your time means to me. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between like self-care and self-sabotage. And I know that I've talked about this on the podcast before. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, But another podcast, um, Crying Burns Calories by Katie Saltzman, also talked about this not that long ago, and I'll link that episode in the show notes as well if you want to give it a listen. It's a great podcast. Katie is so knowledgeable. She is also a health coach as well as a personal trainer. So she's just a wealth of information. Um, Plus, she's just really cool in general. Um, So if you want to go ahead and check that out. But her episode really got me thinking, and this is something I had already been thinking about, but I really connected with her message, which was essentially that she has been resting for a while. Like she took all of 2022 basically and was just in rest mode and she feels like now it's time to work and kind of step things up a little bit in her life, um, particularly in her workouts and her business, things like that. And I felt that so hard. (laughs) Um, And you'll have to excuse me because I am getting over a cold still. So I have a cough drop in my mouth right now. I hope you can't hear that. Um, And I might be pausing to to grab some water. My voice is a little raspy yet, but... um, I am here. So if you have been here on this journey with me, you know that the last couple years have been like a wild ride, right? Just like it has been for you. Um, And the way I kind of look at it is like 2020 was my like depression and anxiety era. 2021 was like self-discovery, learning self-awareness and like healing from that, Um, learning, you know, my triggers, learning um, how to manage, learning how to cope, learning how to be proactive, um, learning how to ask for help, all of those types of things, right? So then 2022, I thought was going to be like my comeback era, right? But instead, I really slowed down and not compared to where I was in 2020 or 2021, but compared to where I thought I would be, right? 
And some of that was self-induced. Some of that was life saying, hey, like you need to slow down here. Um, And so I think, I really do think that 2023 is going to be my time to step it up a notch in different areas of my life. And what happened in 2022 was I was kind of in this place of like wanting to take really good care of myself um, and also like learning where that line is between self-care and self-sabotage, right? Because someone like me, if you're familiar with depression, um, I can lay around all weekend long and just like scroll on my phone or binge watch, you know, something on Netflix or whatever. And like, sometimes that is fine. And sometimes you do truly need that. I do. Um, and sometimes that is truly just me being fucking lazy, if I'm being honest and like avoiding my responsibilities and like kind of like hiding from my life. Right. And so learning to understand the difference between those two things has been such a challenge. And it's something that I'm still like figuring out. But I do think that I've learned enough about my body and the way that it works and my brain and the way that it works that I think that I'm not afraid to push myself now because. it's hard to put into words. I guess it's because like, I'm just more knowledgeable now. So like, for example, um, I think I've talked about, you know, cycle syncing here before. I'm not the expert in cycle syncing, but it is something that I've been learning to do with myself. So if you're not familiar with the concept, cycle syncing is, um, like designing your life around your menstrual cycle. And for some of us, it's easier to do than for others. Like, for example, um, your late luteal phase, which is that last couple of days before your period gets here and your period really is a time to like be alone and go inward and, you know, relax and do all of those types of things. Right. Um, but I'm a mom and sometimes on those days I'm at a wrestling tournament all day long or, um, running kids all over the place because that's just my life right now. I can't put my entire family on hold and tell them, oh no, you can't do anything this weekend because mommy's in her late luteal phase. (laughs) Like that's just not how it works. Right. But what I can do is I can be more, um, choosy in how I spend my whole weekend. Right. So if I have a wrestling tournament on Saturday, then maybe I don't accept any plans for Sunday, right? Or, um, yeah, maybe, maybe Drew takes, you know, Nicholas to his wrestling tournament and then I meet them there a little bit later in the morning so that I'm not up and out of the house at fucking six o'clock in the morning. I'm out of the house at like nine o'clock, which is more reasonable. Um, things like that are helpful. Um, what are some other things like, um, your workouts, right? So again, in that late luteal phase and during your menstrual cycle, you don't want to be doing like, you don't want to be overexerting yourself really at all. Um, you're doing more harm than good. So 
like for example, I just started running again and I'm so excited about it. Um, and of course my coaching group started on Monday and I got my period on, what day is today? I got my period yesterday on Tuesday, right? So I go for a run on Monday, but I'm like, okay, it says easy run and I'm working on easy runs anyway. Like I don't know how to do an easy run, especially at this phase with my um, being so quote unquote out of shape compared to what I'm used to, right? And so I tend to want to push myself to meet like a certain time, you know, a certain mile time, things like that. And I was like, Megan, if you're gonna run today, you have to do an easy run, which means you're gonna have to walk a lot. <laughs> um, and so I did that and I didn't feel like I overexerted myself. I didn't feel like um, it was too much. In fact, when the run was over, I felt like I could keep going, which is a great sign to say that it was a true easy run. Um, and so I did do a little bit of extra walking because I felt like I had the energy to do that, right? Um, now for me, I, and so yesterday, let's say, let's just keep going with this running thing. Yesterday was supposed to be um, like a timed mile to see how far and how fast you could run in 10 minutes. Um, so to see how much distance you could cover in 10 minutes. So you did like a 10 minute warm up, and then you started the clock for 10 minutes. You should run as hard as you could for that full 10 minutes um, and then do your cool down. That was supposed to be the workout for Wednesday, yesterday, today's Thursday, Jesus. <laughs> and that was day two of my menstrual cycle. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm doing that today, right? I can do that on like Friday or Saturday because that's, my energy really starts to peak again during my late menstrual cycle and into my follicular phase. Um, and so I know by tomorrow I'll be ready to do that timed mile or timed ten distance run, right? Um, because I'll be ready to push myself. So paying attention to that energy and really leaning into what I know innately in my body and also what I know like tactically in my brain, right? These things that I've learned. So these things that I've learned used to kind of hold me back, right? Because I've been learning to listen to my body more and my body a lot of times is like, mm, let's sit on the couch. <laughs> and I'm learning more and more that that's not really my body saying I need a break. That's my mind saying I don't feel like doing anything. Um, and so learning to like hold space for my body and what it needs and also like being able to push myself and say, no, you don't need a break right now. You need to get up and do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, that I think is going to be really helpful. Another thing that I am learning about is um, ultradian rhythms, which is um, like your body's natural, like, arousal cycle and like when you need a break, right? So it's like the squiggly line, it goes up and down throughout the night while you're sleeping. Um, but then it also carries in to your day. So your body has this natural cycle where you, you know, you get like aroused 
and you your energy peaks right and that and then it dips again right so this you know arousal to peak and then dip should be about a 90 minute window and then you need about 20 minutes in between to recover and then the cycle repeats and repeats and repeats all day long right And so a lot of times what we do is we sit at our desk and we ignore all of these cues our bodies are sending us, right? Maybe um, you have this urge to go to the restroom, but you're like, oh, let me just send this email and let me just respond to this person in Slack and let me just answer this phone call and let me just finish this project. And the next thing you know, it's been like 20, 30 minutes and you still haven't gotten up to go to the bathroom. (laughs) That could be your body saying, hey, it's time to take a break. Um, And, you know, obviously most of us can't take a full 20 minute like true break, but we can like switch tasks that are more um, or excuse me, less labor intensive. Right. So maybe we take 20 minutes to do something like answer emails or do something that's more mindless before we dive back into a bigger like a project that takes up more brain space. Maybe we get up and walk over to the person. If you're working in an office, um, get up and walk over to the person that you need to speak to instead of giving them a call on the phone, right? If they're like a couple floors away, um, just taking that brain break away from your computer, getting your body moving, like all of that counts as your rest time, right? So even every little bit counts, even if you can start at five minutes and then, and then, you know, go, um, So that's something I'm really looking forward to incorporating in my day, Um, really setting timers to say like, okay, you've been working for 90 minutes, it's time to take a break and really paying attention to those cues. Like I mentioned, like um, sometimes you'll feel the urge to go to the bathroom. Sometimes um, it shows up in like maybe a cramp in your shoulder, maybe um, maybe you start to get a headache, maybe you start to feel tired, maybe you start to feel hungry, right? These are all signs that your body is saying like, it's time it's time to step away. Um, and a lot of us, I know for me through COVID, especially um, when I was feeling like I just wasn't getting enough done, um, I would chain myself to my desk and like not leave my office because the minute I opened my door, someone would need something and then that would like distract me even further. And um, it was just like this vicious, vicious cycle. So I wasn't seeing my family. I also wasn't getting like the breaks that I needed at work. I also wasn't getting all the shit done that I needed to at work because I was so much less productive because I wasn't taking any breaks, right? So you can see how this happens. Um, So if you're in this state already of like, ah, I can't get it all done. Like there's no fucking way I'm gonna be able to take these breaks in my day. Start very, very small, right? Start very small. Um, Maybe, maybe, like I said, you just get up and go to the bathroom and refill your water bottle. Um, for, for me, that's how I really try to manage because I drink a ton of water. Um, and so this does two things for me. Number one, it's making sure that I'm drinking my water all day long. Um, and so I, my water bottle is never empty. And so instead of like reaching for my water, seeing that it's empty and just kind of putting it back down and like continuing on, um, I take that as my opportunity to go to the bathroom, go downstairs, get some more water, you know, stretch out my legs a little bit, come on back up and then get back to it. Um, and that's, you know, not always 20 minutes. Sometimes it's like five minutes. Um, and I think that that's kind of reasonable. Um, 
But anyway, back to <laughs> back to the main topic of self-care and self-sabotage. Um, I feel like in 2022, I was so focused on my self-care and making sure that I wasn't overdoing it in any aspect, not in my workouts, not in my work, not in my uh, like overcommitting my schedule. Like I was so focused on like protecting myself that I wasn't allowing any room for growth. And I'm not saying that there was no growth in 2022 because there was a lot of growth with a lot of life stuff. Um, and I, I really, in 2022, there was a lot of opportunity for anxiety and depression, and I really didn't experience as much as I could have or I would have had it not been for the time that I spent learning in 2021, right? So um, that is huge, huge growth. Um, but what I'm talking about now for this year is like, I've talked about this before, I am a goal-oriented person. If I don't have a goal that I'm working towards, I start to get very frustrated, I start to feel very lost, I start to like lose my motivation um, and my drive, right? Like I have to have a very clearly defined goal or I just won't do anything, right? And so I have a goal with my running, I have a goal with my strength training. I have goals for this podcast still. I have goals for my um, professional life. Like I have, I have a lot of goals and I had similar goals last year, but I wasn't committed to them, right? I was more committed to my rest and recovery than I was to my goals. And while rest and recovery is important, and I will never, ever, 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 ever tell you that you shouldn't rest, um, this is my year to test the waters and push myself, right? And really try and fine tune that balance between self-care and self-sabotage. So making sure that I am doing the work that I committed to do while also prioritizing all of that self-care goodness that I've been preaching for the past year, right? So really narrowing in on fine-tuning that and learning um, when to push and when to pull back. And I am really excited to take you on this journey with me. Um, this week, like I said, has been such like a test, right? Because like I mentioned, I still have this like lingering these lingering cold symptoms that, you know, started a week ago. Um, I started my period on Monday. Like I, it was just, <laughs> it was just a test. Um, last week at work was way more busy than a typical week. Um, and the week before that was the first week back after the holiday break. So it was just like, it felt like the beginning of January was like a steamroll and I wasn't I was still doing my self-care, but I wasn't pushing myself in these other ways that I'm talking about now. And I was kind of like, oh, I'll wait for my running coaching program to start. And then it started and I still wasn't feeling great. And I was like getting ready to be on my period. And I so badly wanted to be like, I'll just do it next week. My body needs this rest right now. And I'm so glad that I chose to participate instead. Um, 
And so, yeah, I'm excited to see how this works out for me over the next couple months really um, is when, you know, I think is going to make the biggest difference. But truly throughout the whole rest of this year, I'll be bringing you guys along on this ride and um, sharing what works for me and what doesn't. And, um, you know, again, as always, take what serves you and leave what doesn't. I can't tell you. Um, for you when it's the right thing to take a break or to push forward. Um, those are questions that you have to ask yourself and kind of answer yourself. Um, and maybe I'll do a podcast about um, about just that. Like what are some questions you can ask yourself when you're starting to um, try and make these decisions? I can get a list of them together and you can either um, journal them out or we can do a quick free call if you want to just kind of bounce some ideas around. Um, definitely open to that as well. Um, but if you are someone who is like, you know what, you're right. I do want to start working out again. For example, um, I have a free download. It is four steps to creating a workout routine that works for you. It includes um you know, downloadable calendars, daily checklists. It even includes like a list of free YouTube content um, for like 10 minute workouts, 30 minute workouts and 60 minute workouts. Um, so you don't even have to go out and find them yourself. I have them already there for you. Um, the link to download that is also in the show notes. I would love for you to take a look. Um, let me know if you start to use it and um, if it works for you. And yeah, with that, until next time, um, stay well, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love connecting with you and hearing about what resonates with you. If you connected with something in this episode, do me a favor and screenshot it and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Megan E. Wellness so we can chat about it. This helps me continue to create content that resonates with you and other women just like you. Until next time, stay curious.